This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha and welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear on our show today, always as a reminder, you can always give us a call. Number is 808-791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. Like many other financial programs out there, our show talks a lot about 401k accounts, and with good reason. They're one of the foundational components of retirement for millions of people. In fact, there's a good chance that many of you out there listening right now have a 401k or similar type account. But how well do you truly understand that 401k? You know part of your paycheck funnels into that, and you have a better chance of having the kind of retirement you truly want by saving that money every pay period. But do you understand the details that really make it tick? So the ins and outs of 401ks is the focus of today's show. But before we get rolling with that topic, let me introduce my co-host with us, as always, the one and only Tony Shore. Oh my gosh, the crowd's going crazy. I guess I got a lot of fans out there. What can I I say, Greg? Hey, the show wouldn't be the same without you, you know? (laughs) Ah, just a little fun. Here at the beginning of the show. But yeah, I've been great and I've had a great week. I'm keeping busy. But, you know, you and I were talking before the show and you've been really busy. You've been doing these online seminars and webinars and meeting with people that way. And I think that's great. And you've had a a lot of calls from listeners as well, answering their questions. So uh, I think this is a good one. And it sounds like we're going to talk about something a lot of listeners have asked about today, 401ks. But before we get into that, how are you doing, Greg? Yeah, like you said, you know, we did have that little conversation before we started recording and been real busy. And I just still just getting used to that working at home thing. You know, I remember used to drive around the island, put, you know, tons of miles on the car and go and see people, meet them at Starbucks, uh, meet them at their home. They'd come into my office. I haven't been to my office in in months now. Um, I, I turned my home <laughs> office into my permanent office now and sure. I'm like rarely leaving the house. <laughs> yeah. But getting Same. a lot of work done though. I mean, we're doing the, the web workshops, um, seeing uh, clients, you know, on the zoom meetings. So it's a little less personal, but, uh, still effective. We're still able to help folks. Sure. And before we dive into the topic, you mentioned you're doing these online, uh, webinars and, and, uh, live seminars. How can our listeners attend those? Those are complimentary, right? And they're very educational. Can they find out about them on your website? Yeah, we have an events link on the on our website. So therogroup.org and just click the events and you can see what uh, webinars we have coming up. That sounds great. That's awesome. Yeah, and you have a lot of different resources and tools there on the website. And Getting back to our topic, I think breaking down 401ks is a good one because I think a lot of people out there have a basic understanding of what they are. But when it comes to grasping all the moving parts, 
some people are going to find it more challenging. So how do you want to start us off today? Well, a, a recent uh, Investopedia article, which that website has a lot of useful information. Um, this one is titled 401k plans, the complete guide. And it really serves as a really uh, a great user friendly way to decipher your 401ks. So though many of our listeners probably already have, you know, a basic understanding, let's let's describe them. So in simple terms, your 401k or employer sponsored plan is a tax advantaged retirement account that's typically provided by employers. So an employee's contribution is often automatically deducted from their paycheck. And in many cases, the employer matches the employee's contribution up to a certain limit. So there's also two types of 401ks uh, most of the time, and that's traditional and Roth and their primary differences in how they're taxed. Well, it always comes down to taxes, doesn't it? I mean, Uncle Sam always wants to get his fair share. And sure, all these retirement accounts, it seems to always come down to uh, the tax situation and how they're taxed. <clears throat> and I think I know this one, though, with 401ks. With with a traditional 401k, your contributions are made with pre-tax dollars. So you're not paying tax on that money. And the earnings don't become taxable until you start to withdraw that money. But then with a Roth 401k contributions are made after taxes. So that means when you withdraw it, it's completely tax-free. Is that right? Well, look at you, Tony. You brought your A-game today. Ah, yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm on no, top you're, of it. You're, you're exactly right. You know, another thing to note with the 401ks is that the employee is responsible for choosing those specific investments that are within that 401k. Um, there's usually a selection, a roster of options that the employer provides. Um, you're generally limited to you know, what that employer offers. And it's usually a choice of mutual funds uh, or target date funds, which is a combination of stocks and bonds that have a, a specific risk allotment that's supposed to be on time with your expected retirement date. And they're, they're kind of cookie cutter, but um, they, they, they do the trick. Sure, sure. And so uh, obviously you want to make sure uh, that you understand this and especially those tax implications. And uh, I think most people probably know 401ks do come with yearly contribution caps as well. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, well, the, the maximum contribution amount that you can kick into your 401k um, is usually adjusted every year for inflation. Um, and for this year, for 2021, the employee cap is 19,500 per year. Now that's for anybody who's under 50 years old. Uh, once you're 50 or older, it gets bumped up to 26,000. And that's the larger gap for those that are 50 or older. It's a IRS catch up provision. So if you receive an employer contribution, or if you choose to make additional non-deductible uh, after-tax contributions, the employee uh, employer contribution for anyone under 50 actually gets goes up to 58,000 or 100% of your salary, which whichever is smaller. Sure. Now, if you're 50 or older, uh, that limit trends north of 64,000. So that's a lot of information to swallow right there, but it, it actually varies with the matches from company to company. Uh, but a, and a common formula for the matching is most what I've seen is 50 cents for every dollar um, up to a predetermined maximum percentage. So a good rule of thumb is always to contribute at least an amount that will trigger your full employer contribution. That's really the, the golden rule of 401ks. Well, yeah, you always want to get the match and you want to make sure you're properly managing and maximizing your 401k. And that's a great reason to work with somebody like yourself, Greg, 
you know, have you on our team or your team because uh, you can help people maximize their 401ks and see where they're at. And, you know, if your employer offers both traditional and Roth 401ks, uh, that brings some interesting questions to play. Like, can you contribute to both if they offer both? Yeah, actually you can, but you, you need to note that the total contributions to those two tax uh, statuses can't exceed the max for one, meaning the 19,005, if you're under 50, that's the total for, so you can do 10,000 in one, you can only do 9,500 in the other. So the contribution applies to both. And you should also note that employer contributions uh, can only be earmarked for the traditional side, not for the Roth side. Ah, and see, I think that's a critical point for anybody <clears throat> thinking about splitting their money between the two. Uh, what can you tell us about taking 401k withdrawals? Good question. Um, I'd say the most important thing to remember is that once your money is in your 401k, it's quite a big task to get it back out um, without getting slapped with a penalty. Therefore, it's important to have enough money set aside for emergencies or things that you may need uh, to, to access before your retirement. It's good to have an emergency fund. The bottom line, don't put the entirety of your savings all into the 401k. You got to have uh, some easier to access rainy day fund where you won't have to pay any penalties to, to, to get it. Yeah, there you go. And penalties, speaking of that, how hefty can those penalties be? Well, regardless if you have the traditional or the Roth, you have to be at least 59 and a half in most cases. Um, some very rare cases, 55. Um, our federal employees can access their government 401k, which is their TSP, uh, without tax at 55. Um, now, if you're not in that group, you're likely to face a 10% extra early distribution penalty on top of the taxes that you're going to owe. So there are other Ouch. circumstances where penalties might not apply, um, but you got to understand the rules. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And this has been a great conversation so far. Uh, so what do you have for us next regarding 401ks? Well, the, the uh, Investopedia article, um, again, that's for if, if anybody wants to look this up, 401k plans, the complete guide. It does a really nice job of describing your withdrawal options. And so these come at a certain age and they're called required minimum distributions. Uh, we refer to them from this point on as RMDs. So a lot of employer sponsored plans actually will have you um, take a distribution, whether it's Roth or it's traditional, which is very odd because in the private sector, you know, once you have your own IRA, if it's a Roth IRA, there are no required minimum distributions on the Roth, only on the traditional. And so the age is 72. So it used to be 70 and a half. They changed that law January 1st last year, and now it is 72. So you once you make that age, for those pre-tax accounts, you have to start taking money out simply because that money's never been taxed. You got to deal with the government that said, you don't have to pay your taxes on this money because you're saving it for retirement. So now you're 72 retiree, start taking your money out so we can tax it. That's really the bottom line. Um, now it's also important to note one thing, if you leave your money in your 401k with your current employer and you're still working, you won't have to take a RMD as long as you're still working. Oh, okay. Yeah, RMDs can be a little tricky and you have to understand the rules regarding those. This is good information to have. Now, earlier in the show, Greg, you were talking about the differences between traditional and Roth 401ks. Now, Roth 401ks, they're relatively new. Most people have 
what's known as a traditional 401k. But can you talk about what you see as some of the pluses and minuses of each of them? Sure. Yeah, you kind of hit on it. Um, the, again, the basics are pre-tax money, all taxable when you withdraw versus no tax deduction and tax-free when you withdraw. Um, so broadly speaking, if you expect to be in a lower tax bracket uh, after you retire, then you'll probably want to stick with the traditional so that you can utilize your tax breaks immediately. Uh, on the flip side, if it's likely that you're going to be in a higher tax bracket once you're done working, then the Roth might be the ticket. Uh, because it may help you avoid those taxes later in life. Um, for example, if you're early in your career, for example, and, and your salary is still at that entry level point, then the Roth might be a strong move because your salary is likely to increase as your career goes on. And then you might want to switch to the tax deductible one ah, later. Good point. good point. So now I think it's time that we get to one of the most critical questions out there when it comes to your 401ks, and that's, what should a person do with their 401k when they leave their job? Oh, that's a good one, Tony. And uh, <laughs> that is uh, probably the most common question, too, that uh, you know, our 401k owners have when they're getting close to retirement is what, what to do with it. Um, so there's a couple things that could actually lead to that. Um, switching employers is, is one. Um, so that's probably something countless Americans are going to face at some point during their working life. Um, in fact, a lot of workers are confronted with this multiple times before they retire. So essentially, you have four options. You can withdraw the money. You can roll over your 401k into your own IRA. You can leave it with your old employer most of the times. Some very few times they actually make you do something with it. Or you also might be able to move it to your new employer. So like most things in our financial lives, there's advantages and there's also drawbacks to, to each of these options. Well, I think our, our listeners would benefit if you could just give us a quick rundown of each of those four options. Sure. All right. We'll start with, with withdrawing the money. And I'll be blunt with this one. It's usually a bad idea. Uh, if you go with this route, if you're younger than 59, even if you're older than 59, it's a bad idea because you're kind of going to be a bind uh, with, with the tax liability. So remember, if you take the money, it's if it, in the traditional one, not, not the Roth, um, you're going to be taxed on the entire amount on the year that you withdraw it. And if you're under 59 and a half, you could be slapped with an extra 10% on top of that. Um, so there's, there's also a couple um, qualifying stipulations the IRS provides that would give you an exception to this, such as a permanent disability, um, financial hardship, and those sorts of things. Uh, but there's also an exception if you separate from service from your job after 55, uh, but that only applies to the 401k from the employer that you just left, not any previous 401ks. Ah, okay. So with the Roth side, your contributions can be taken out tax-free and without penalty, but the earnings are taxable if you're younger than 59 and a half again. You're, they're going to be slapped with that 10% early withdrawal. Wow. So you've certainly made a strong case for only taking out that money when you leave a job as a last resort as far as just taking it out of the retirement account. Uh, why don't you tell us about rolling that 401k into an IRA when you leave a job? Yeah, so there's a lot of advantages to this, you know, by moving your money into your own IRA. And remember, IRA by definition is individual retirement account. So it's based on you, your risk tolerances, your investment objectives. You can make it match you a lot more efficiently than some of the limited choices that are within your 401k. 
And it's a good idea to do this if you want to do something with this money because you're going to have a lot more flexibility with it and you're also going to avoid getting hit with the taxes. As long as it goes from like to like account, you're not going to be taxed on it. So another potential benefit is those other investment options where you might have five choices in your 401k or employer sponsored plan as far as the sub accounts where an IRA, you've got the whole investment universe at your disposal. So you have a lot more options uh, available to you. And the IRS has a lot of uh, significant rules for rollovers. Uh, you can do a rollover, you can do a transfer. Um, there's differences between the both. Uh, bottom line, you're going to want to work with a professional who's done this several times, um, who can help you navigate these these choices. Um, it's also important to note that if you do withdraw that 401k money, you have to roll it over yourself within 60 days to avoid those taxes and penalties. Right. There you go. And so uh, what can you tell us then about leaving a 401k with an old employer? I understand this is not a great idea either, right? Yeah. Um, Often an employer will allow a former employee to go ahead and leave it there. Um, you can't continue contributing to it, though, once you've left the company. And sometimes if you have less than 5000 in it, they're going to make you take it anyway. And even sometimes, like I said earlier, if even if you have a larger amount in there, sometimes they do make you take it. But... I think the worst thing about that is people tend to forget about them. You know, like if you've got two, three old 401ks and you set up uh, your choices as far as your risk profile goes and you're 10 years gone from that job, you're never looking at it anymore and you kind of you kind of lose track of it. So it's just better to consolidate it and and make sure you're always getting them uh, tuned up. Right. There you go. I think that's good advice. So uh, I, I think a lot <clears throat> of people do forget. I mean, some nowadays people have like, you know, in their careers, they have so many different jobs a lot of times that they're moving from one employer to the next. Uh, they might forget one and, you know, that money's just sitting there uh, and that's crazy. How about the fourth option then, um, moving it to the new employer? So moving it from your old 401k with your old employer into a new 401k with the new employer. Yeah, that that's an option. And depending on your new company, you may be able to um, roll it into the new plan. Um, and it's just like with an IRA uh, rollover, you can keep the same tax status. You can avoid getting hit with uh, tax taxes and penalties. But again, um, I don't really advise this because if you usually have to have a qualifying event to roll out a 401k, so that's separation of service or you know qualified retirement age, 59 and a half. So you have to have one of those two things happen in order to even have this option. And it allows you so much more flexibility to pick your own investment vehicles to do it that aren't available within your plan. So if you roll it straight into your 401k now with your employer, you're basically handcuffing yourself again. You're limited to just the choices of that plan. And now you're you're you don't have as much flexibility as you could have with your with your IRA. Right. And so, uh, you know, I think that's uh, that's, uh, you know, it gets interesting. And that's why, again, people shouldn't do this alone. Uh, work with somebody like yourself, Greg, a, a financial professional. And, you know, talk with your human resources department, get an opinion on it. But you do have more control if you roll it into an IRA. I do like that. So let's keep moving here. And we're talking about the key basics of 401ks. What do you have for us next? Well, throughout the show today, I think we've done a pretty decent job of breaking down 
401ks, what makes them important, some of the options. Um, for the rest of this uh, episode today, I think we should discuss ways you can look to get the most out of it. And, and so I'll refer to a U.S. News & World Report article uh, titled 10 Strategies to Maximize Your 401k Balance. And it really does offer up some, some good advice. So tip number one is not to accept the default savings rate. Uh, new employees are more likely than ever to be automatically signed up for the account when you start your job. So with that, it's common to have the default savings rate be 3%. So 3% of your pay will get funneled into the new plan. Now, while 3% is not insignificant, you know, anything is, is better than nothing, you should really consider uh, beefing that up a bit, uh, especially if you're eager to have the kind of lifestyle that you want once you retire. You're going to need to most likely save more than 3%. Well, yeah, there you go. And so I think that's good. That's a great piece of advice because it can be easy just to take that automatic rate and forget about it. But there are clearly good reasons to really push that savings percentage as high as possible. You got to at least do it to get the match. And so I think that's really important. Right. That's the golden rule with 401ks. Make sure you're getting that maximum employer's match. We mentioned that a little earlier, but I just want to reiterate that because I actually see it um, often enough and I just it, it, it's one of my th things that drives me crazy. Um, it's very common for an employer to match 50 cents on the dollar up to about 6%. So if you're only doing that 3%, you're not getting that other match. So you're not taking advantage of the maximum from your employer. You're essentially leaving free money uh, on the table. It's part of your pay. So make sure you're taking advantage of that. Um, and next, you may want to strongly consider staying with your employer until you're fully vested in the 401k plan. It's generally five or six years. Some companies offer a vesting schedule that allows employees to keep some of their match before they're fully vested, while others require people to give up all of their match if they leave uh, before the vesting date. So make sure you're aware of that. And like you said, Tony, good to check with the HR department. Right. Uh, definitely. <clears throat> and I think that's great. Again, good advice. So, uh, you know, obviously you, you want to have a great retirement and these retirement accounts are really going to be the key and where you have your money at. So, uh, you know, plotting your next career move while factoring in when you're going to be vested with your current company, that does seem like a smart play to me. What's next? Uh, the next step is to maximize your tax break. And so as we discussed earlier, traditional lets you defer paying taxes on the money you save. You get a tax deduction. And remember the max um, if you're under 50 is 19.5. And if you're older than 50 or 50 or older, it's 26,000. Okay. So it's good to know those numbers. Uh, what does the article have to say about Roth 401ks then? Well, the, perhaps the biggest advantage of the Roth side is it, it's a good way to diversify. You know, as you know, as we noted earlier, the Roth are post-tax dollars, which means the withdrawals are tax-free. And it's most advantageous for younger workers. You know, the longer you have to make that money grow for you, the more tax advantage the Roths become. And it gives you some diversification when you go to take your withdrawals. Like if you've got money from both sides, you might take some from the Roth side and some from the taxable side so that overall you're cutting your own uh, tax liability down. So that could be a very uh, solid strategy. Yeah, that sounds like a great strategy, in fact. So, uh, you know, and we've talked about this a bit uh, in taking advantage of your 401k options. Uh, that's another great reason 
yet again, to work with a financial professional like yourself. So it's a part of that overall holistic view and approach and part of the big strategy, right? Absolutely. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And the the next thing to focus on, too, is not cashing out too early. And that's something that we did note a little early in the show, but I just want to dive a little bit deeper into it um, right now. Um, most people are likely to switch jobs once, if not multiple times during their careers. So while it might be tempting to spend the cash in your 401k that you saved up, just remember that penalty uh, is 10% on top of the tax if you if you withdraw. So also when you withdraw that um, 401k money rather than rolling it over, you're going to miss out on all that future growth, which is what you saved it for in the first place is for once you're once you've stopped working. There you go. Uh, some more great advice. And you mentioned diversification a little earlier, Greg. Tell us more about that. Sure. So we know 401ks can, of course, lose money. Um, but one way to help avoid too much risk is by focusing on a good mix of investments that match your overall risk tolerance. And it, this is where you want to work with a financial services professional. I myself have what's called the color of money risk analysis, which uh, it's 11 questions and it identifies what type of investor you are and a, and a good blueprint of how your assets should be allocated. And, and that's another reason why it's good to, to redirect that 401k money because they're all allocated. As I mentioned earlier, you know, specifically what you did that particular time and your profile might've changed, but right. uh, just to kind of add to that, there's a lot of, there could be a lot of redundancy in your portfolio. You know, if you've got the same types of mutual funds and four different 401k accounts, you're essentially owning the same things over and over again to have oh. real good diversification. You want to have different styles of investing. So you might want to have a portfolio that that is a stock selection portfolio. You might want to have one that's more of a tactical style of investing, uh, one that has more global exposure. And you might want to do one that's more endowment, um, as well as different different types of uh, bonds and, and mixes in there. So true diversification isn't just having more than one mutual fund. Um, you need to really have different styles of investing in your portfolio. Well, that's another great point we're talking about here that you're making regarding retirement accounts in general, especially 401ks, but typically all of these retirement accounts, uh, IRAs, Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks, 403bs, uh, typically they're all attached to what? The stock market, right? So yep. they're attached to the stock market where yeah, there's there can be a lot of risk there, especially, you know, if you were trying trying to short GameStop or something like that. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of risk. So but the thing is, uh, is you have to have that balance. And that's why you use the color of money and other strategies to help your clients do that. And, and you can help our listeners. Uh, but we're out of time for today's show. But tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you and set up a complimentary consultation to look at where they're at and look at their retirement accounts and make sure they are properly balanced based on their uh, specific individual situations. Yeah, and that's really key is to get organized. And I know we did run a little um, over our normally budgeted uh, time, but, and I could have kept talking about these 401ks and markets and stuff for another hour. Well, sure. <laughs> sure. Um, but if, if <laughs> you're, you're going with the sound please, effects today. Please that's don't. Great. Please don't. <laughs> um, but no, if, if, if any of the listeners want to talk more about it, you know, with me, I'm, I'm always happy to talk to listeners. Either drop me an email, go to my website, therogroup.org, um, or give us a call. My office is 808 791 2924 
if you have any specific questions on your employer plan or how to maximize it, or if you want to take the color money risk analysis, um, feel free to reach out. All right. That sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.